It will be great. I will tell you. I will tell you. I'll tell you this. I guarantee you this. It's going to be amazing. I guarantee, I guarantee you. I guarantee. I, I will tell you. It will be amazing. It that, will be amazing. That. And and it turns out. I and I I said at the time it was going to be this way. And as it turned, and it turned out, God, he used this phrase. And you know what? I turned out to be right. <laughs> yep. Turned out the way, the, like, but anyway. Waldorf. Yep. Hey, okay, so Far, Fargo. Fargo. Waldo, we're talking about Fargo. Fargo. Yeah, Waldo, shut up. Fargo. All right. So Fargo. Fargo season three. Fargo. Fargo season three. Um, you, the thing, one of the problems I have in general with everything, with all mm-hmm. media, or well, television that I consume, is that I, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to remember people's names. Yeah. So. Well, I've got the Wikipedia uh, article in front of me for reference. <laughs> well, no. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. I uh yeah, season three the way I felt about it was that it was the weakest of all three seasons. But yeah. it had like it, it was it was like it couldn't figure itself out. Right. Hold on a second, I have to go discipline my dog. By by oh, which I mean spray him in okay. the face with water. Oh, no. Okay. Hush! Hush! Break, break, break! Break, break! They're allowed to walk by! People can walk down the street! Alright, sorry about that. It's alright. Yeah, it's like you couldn't... It's like it couldn't uh, figure itself out because, no. it, it, like, if they would have stuck, if they would have stuck with maybe one of one of the three types of threads. Like, it would have been pretty good. I really like yeah. the the sheriff. I'm trying to pull up the Wikipedia page right now. I really like the sheriff um, and her, or you know, old chief. I really liked her storyline, and I really liked when she went to um, California and was trying to figure out what was going on with her um, step-grandfather or whoever he was, step-dad. Um, mm-hmm. but, but then it just didn't go anywhere. It was like they, they had yeah. that whole storyline and then just kind of fell on its face. It did. Or it didn't fall on its face. Like, it, like it, it resolved itself, but then... They're like, oh well, okay. So, anyways, back to the. It, it kind of resolved itself. It, it both did and didn't resolve itself, though, because we're left. I mean, maybe this was intentional, but I guess the 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 thing that we're supposed to think is that this playwright in Los Angeles in 1975 turns out to mm-hmm. be her step grandfather, but their ages aren't correct. Like. This is something that a lot of people were talking about in the internet forums uh, after mm-hmm. the episode. Because in, if this guy was 25 in 1975, 
he would not have been as old as Edwin Stussy is when he's murdered at 80 something, you know, in 2010. That the, yeah. It was like, it couldn't have been the guy. Unless we're meant they, to think that the playwright in Los Angeles was at least 40 years old, but everything about the way they cast that character and the way they wrote that character screamed, this is someone in his 20s, you know? I, so Maybe, but, maybe, but like, I don't know. I, I really, yeah, it, that's, it, that's a, that's like, that's one of those things that you, you could, I don't know. Like, I could kind of see that 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 character could have been older because, like, Fargo has – the series has these characters that are sort of um, losers at an older age, you know? I mean, Lester Lester Nygaard was like that. Yeah. I mean, um, even the movie, like – what's his name? Jerry. Like Mm – they're they're sort of they're sort of like hapless idiots in their own way. So that guy could have been another form of that, um, or that dude who said he died in his eighties. Maybe he lied about his age and he was actually sixty. Whatever, sixty. Yeah. How old would that make him? Sixty something. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I I think. I think that if we, this is my, this is just my personal feeling on it. Like, I think if, I think if we read into the poor casting too much, then I think we're, we're like giving them too much credit almost. Like, yeah. like if we, like if we, if we think, oh, this bad casting actually is like, is, is like Noah Holly trying to tell us something. I don't think so. I think it was just like, ah, uh, we fucked up the ages. God damn it. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so, which is, which is, which is frustrating because I feel like season one and season two were meticulously put together in a way that you weren't left with questions that you weren't supposed to have. Right? Like, they probably did not intend for us to talk so much about that. But it's kind of their fault that we are in a way, especially because in the previous two seasons, we weren't left talking about the things we weren't supposed to be talking about. So right, yeah, because Fargo, because shows like Fargo, um, like um, like like a serious man or something like where like the, I think the reason I think about a serious man is because there's a lot of things that happen in a serious man that that make you go, what is that? Like what is happening? And you can like think about each individual thing and it's not a mistake like nothing in that movie is a mistake at all um yeah but you're not left with resolution ever but that's okay because that's the point of yeah. it is it's, it's like it's posing all these questions to you but in yeah. order to do that well you have to everything has to you have to pay attention to everything because if exactly. not then then yeah then shit like like this like the Whoa! What age were they supposed to be? Or like, yeah. why did his car just kind of suddenly stop there at the last in the last episode? Um, right. You remember? Yeah, I, I when, agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His stop. Yeah. His car seems to run out of gas, and then he's able to and drive just, it away. Just 
Yeah. Yeah, then you just drive so, away. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think mentioning a serious man is probably correct because I think that <clears throat> this this season probably bears the most similarity to a serious man. Like, I think that although there's numerous references to numerous Coen Brothers films throughout all three seasons, I really feel that mm-hmm. each season mostly points to one film in particular. I think season one is mostly Fargo, the movie. I think season two yeah. is sort of mostly um, maybe Miller's Crossing or something like that. Um, mm. Or, mm. Actually, I I need to think about that a little bit. I, maybe, I don't, maybe I don't think about season two. I don't know. But anyway, season three, I think, mostly points to a serious man for a number of reasons. You know, some sometimes even just casting, like Fred Melamed, the guy who plays Cy Abelman, yeah. is in this season playing a character who is, you know, sleeping with the protagonist's uh, love interest in that one episode. So it seems, you know, you, you know, I, I feel like casting Fred Melamed in that role was probably intentional in some way. It, they wanted us to think about Cy Abelman. They wanted us to think about a serious man. So yeah, you're right. But the thing about a serious man that's so great is it's it's just one movie. It's a relatively tight movie, um, mm-hmm. and there's unanswered mm-hmm. questions. But all of the unanswered questions are are presented to you in in something more like a bite sized piece. You can sort of hold all the parts of the movie A Serious Man in your head at one time. You can ponder them together. Whereas this ten episode mm-hmm. sprawling season with dozens of characters, item I can hold it in my hand and consider it the way I can consider the movie a serious man. So yeah. Yeah. Let's say, okay, what did we like about, what did we like about Fargo season three? I mean, the, like, um, the woman, the woman who plays, um, Gloria Burgle, Carrie Coon, I guess she, man, she was great. She was great. She was, she was great and had like great scenes and, I really like. I know there's problems with that that California like flashback thing, but I really liked all that. Like the way they they like showed her trying to figure it out and like the, the convoluted relationship that she has with that with that um, stepfather. Was it her stepfather or step grandfather? It was. I like, think it was her stepfather. Yeah. Yeah, she did, and she just kind of like I got the impression like she she cared for him, but it was more out of like duty or something. Like she didn't have an an awful lot of affection towards him. He wasn't like a a great dude or anything, you know. Yeah. So I really liked how that how confusing and like weird that that relationship was, and then they had that that um animation sequence which was really cool like it made me think of um paranoid android did, did you ever see that video that radiohead video for paranoid android uh i must have it something, but i can't think of it yeah anyway it's it like kind of it, it had it gave it gave me that similar vibe like the video for paranoid android doesn't really have a robot in it but it it has that similar like a lot of radiohead from that from that era just had that same kind of like weight 
to it. It was just like, just kind of that, that's, it leaves you with that like sinking void feeling kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like a huge Radiohead fan, but I do think like from that era, they were doing pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah. that's what I really liked about it. And I think like, um, what's her name? Uh, the Nikki Swango, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yeah. Man, she was great. She was so she good. Was great. She was so oh, good. Man. See, I want to see, I just see what Emily and I both said is like, I just want to see the Nikki Swango show. Right? <laughs> like, you kind of, yeah. Yeah. I would watch the, I would watch the hell out of that. But that's not possible now. <laughs> unless you, yeah. It, unless you get another show in an alternate timeline. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe she, because of this show, maybe she'll have a similar, somebody will cast her in a similar thing. Cause man, yeah, she was, so. she was real good. And it, it, it was really good. Is like, it, like at first in the show that you, I, I sort of thought that they were signaling that she was a disingenuous person who was sort of mm-hmm. just like, like using Ray to a certain degree. Like I, like I was, I wasn't able to figure out if she was just used, like all of this was just a put on to everybody for her own needs, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, what makes her so cool is she was just, like, she genuinely loved Ray to, yeah. like, this, like, very admirable degree where she was just, like, yeah. I love this guy, and right. you guys killed him, and you weren't treating him right, so I'm going to, like, fuck everything up. Yep. I and, did like that, too. I, I, I admit, like, that was one sort of plot development that I really appreciated, which it turned out that she wasn't just a con artist. She was actually on uh, a, 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 you know, a, a, a mission of revenge for the death of someone she loved. So that I did, I did like that. And I liked it. I really liked when she um, teamed up with Mr. Wrench or was it Mr. Yeah, Wrench? No, yeah. I can't remember. Um, Mr. Wrench. I, I really liked it when she teamed up with Mr. Wrench and they formed their little team for a couple episodes. I would watch, I mean, I'd watch the hell out of a whole series about that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought it was me, me cool. too. Bringing back that character from season one, I really appreciated. I thought that was good. Um, and I remember definitely. What did you want? Go ahead. Man, I'm sorry. The, no, no, this timing, the timing on this gets off a little bit. What did you keep going? I was just going to ask you what you like, what you really liked about it. I mean, I think all of the acting was really good. I thought everybody, they, everybody did a great performance with what they had. Um, I can't, you know, the only problem was there were certain characters that were less, uh, they just weren't developed very well. I think I agree. I thought Terry Coon as Gloria Burgle was great. But we just never got, I just personally never got invest, as invested in Gloria Burgle as I did mm-hmm. in the uh, analogous protagonists in season one and season two. She just never sort of mm-hmm. got into my, pulled at my heartstrings the same as um, in season one, Molly, and in season two, um, the Patrick Wilson character. Um, what was his name in mm-hmm. season two? I don't remember. But anyways, they just never, she just never quite got to me to the same level. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just the, the season three, even though I watched it more recently, 
than season two, it's fading from my memory so quickly. Like I remember things about season yeah. two just really vividly. And I remember characters and I remember the way I felt about the characters. And season three just kind of is a blur. It just kind of it's like, oh, here's VM Varga with his nasty teeth spouting off in an yeah. office for the fifteenth time. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, one one yeah. part of it Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So one part of it might be a little bit not the show's fault. And I don't think that this would have changed my opinion that much. But so season one and season two, we watched on Blu-ray. Season three, we watched, we purchased on Amazon streaming. And this is actually something I've been wondering. Does, is the quality of Amazon streaming appreciably a lot worse than Netflix streaming for you? Not for me, not that I've noticed. I mean, oh man, for me, it's way worse. Huh. Depending, yeah, it's depends way worse. It depends on when the show was made. Like I was watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm last mm-hmm. night, and that's from you know that that show's been on for a while, so it was like one of the earlier seasons, and I kind of noticed that the quality wasn't that great. But so, but hmm, other than weird. that, I haven't noticed. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something about this part of the country, but whenever we watch a show on, um, that's Netflix just seems to stream things in much higher quality for whatever reason, at least. Yeah, it could be. Go ahead. Because cause Fargo season three and also the handmaid's tale and also, um, uh, what's your Muhammad, uh, the Americans, they just are very, very gray very gray. Mm-hmm. The sound quality is really bad. Like whenever there's music playing in a scene, the dialogue and the music are just, the music just overwhelms the dialogue. And I just think that Netflix I hate that so much. Yeah. I just feel like I, maybe it's, maybe it's my, my internet's not fast enough, but I, I don't know why Netflix would be fine. while Amazon, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting off. The but the point is, Fargo season two, we watched on Blu-ray, so all of the colors were just perfect. Everything was very, very crisp and very beautiful to look at. And I remember shots from Fargo season two and how beautiful they were. Mm-hmm. Fargo season three, it was like we were watching it through soup. It was like gray soup, and I just it just mm-hmm. doesn't stand out to me. So yeah, that that probably yeah, also the my assessment of the show a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree that the the season two had better. Had, I think it definitely had better shots and cinematography and stuff. And and yeah, well, like when we're talking about stuff that worked and didn't work, it, it's like why VM Varga was in it way too much. He was in that show yes. like far too much because yep. he's kind of like a if he's kind of like a. Um, uh, I forget the guy's name. The guy from uh, No Country for Old Men. Um, oh, kind of an Anton Chigurh. Yeah, if he's like an Anton Chigurh type, you you need you need there to be like like very precise, menacing moments with those characters, and it's best if they're just not around that much because when they do come in, it's sort of like 
oh shit, yes. like this is it gets things, diluted. I'm, every time. I'm really unsettled. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Seriously, when we were, go ahead. He was just around too much, and we like saw where he lived, and like you know they're trying to uh, just all of that stuff. It's just like I. Mm-hmm. We don't need this stuff, and his henchmen were just mm-hmm. kind of ho hum. I don't know. Yes, very ho hum yeah. henchmen. I totally agree. Every time Varga launched into another one of his metaphysical soliloquies, uh, Emily would like literally groan. <laughs> She'd be like, "Oh God, <laughs> not again!" And um, the henchmen were dumb. I mean, the the Asian henchman was kind of a stereotype. They're like, oh, yeah. we've got this Asian guy who doesn't say much, but he does martial arts and shit. Like that's kind of yeah. dumb. It's just kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you know like I was I was listening to that um, NPR uh, has that podcast where people from Minnesota talk about this show. You know. Like, mm, yeah. Uh, um, the recap show. It's, it's pretty good. It's it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. But they were. Where was I going with that? Uh. Blah, blah, Oh my God! My completely, completely gone. Whatever thought I was having, it is gone. <laughs> Why did I bring that up? Uh, you think about something someone said it, on the Minnesota podcast: the Asian guy who doesn't do much, the other boring uh, henchman. I have no idea. Oh my God! No, it couldn't have been I, that Yeah. Oh my god. I guess that's what I get yeah. for that's what I get for staying up until twelve thirty playing board games. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah man, so yeah, I just so, didn't I, I just didn't like that. That henchman yeah, that henchman just wasn't good. Um I I think you're right, I think it was kind of like a like a stereotype. Oh, now I remember where I was going. I wonder they were postulating on that podcast whether the reason we see kind of like a, a change in um, quality is because Noah Hawley's doing so many other things now. Like he wrote a That's book. True. He's yeah. he's running um, what's that other show? Legion. So one he's with, running uh, Legion. Matthew Crawley. Yes, and his name is not Matthew yeah. Crawley. Character from Downton Abbey. Um, Dan oh. Smith. No, Dan Stevens. I don't even know. I but um yeah, I wonder if like not not that I wonder if he like the, Legion has a I I've, I've seen a couple episodes of it, but it has a distinct like tone to it and Fargo has a distinct tone and they are yeah. not the same thing. <laughs> They're not right. the same. So I wonder yeah. if it's like trying to trying to shift gears that much and then like all of a sudden you come over to do this Coen Brothers thing and it's like uh yeah bad guy and yeah, I hear you. stuff I hear you totally. so, yeah. yeah yeah man I, I you know there's so much there's so much to like so Fargo season 3 is a classic example of it. it's it's less than the sum of its parts right it's, yeah, it's got. Yeah, there's so many interesting individual little things you can pull out. Like, oh, I love uh, Michael Stuhlbarg as Cy Phelps. I I love Michael Stuhlbarg. He's one of my favorite actors, but he just kind of, you know. And then he, but at at a certain point, he goes into a coma, and then he's gone. 
So it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah Ray. I thought Ray is a. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say similarly. I thought Ray was the more interesting brother. Like yeah. Like if if they were to kill one of them off. I think it would have been more interesting to kill to kill the other guy off and then just keep watching Ray right. do his thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Ewan McGregor was great. He was great at playing both brothers, both twin brothers. Um, you know, there's a lot to ad- admire, but it just doesn't all hang together in the end. I'm surprised that it got it's got it got really good reviews. Like, I haven't honestly seen a lot of articles or critics on the internet sort of breaking down why it's not as good as the first two seasons. But, you know, hmm. <laughs> that's okay. Maybe we have an unpopular opinion, but I'm fine with that. Um, I, I don't know. Like, like all the things that we're saying, they were saying on that, on that recap podcast too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, man, this is a complete non sequitur. Well, not really. So, you know, my, uh, one, uh, there's no watershed moment. Peter, there's been a watershed moment. So my, uh, remember how I was like sticking to my rule of uh, I will not see the Hudsucker proxy so that there's one Coen Brothers movie still to see when they die? Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, on the spur of the moment, I ended up breaking that. I agreed to watch the Hudsucker proxy if Emily agrees to watch um, No Country for Old Men. So, oh. so, so yeah, so she's going to watch No Country for Old Men. Wait, she doesn't want to see No Country for Old Men? I I think that she, her perspective is she's a little bit intimidated by how intense the violence is. So, for example, we were trying to oh. watch, we were trying to watch um, Blood Simple, and she yeah. she left the room at the point where, at the point where <laughs> um, the at the point where the Dan Hedaya character is getting buried alive, she was like, nope, too much for me, and she left, and so. It's not so much violence that bothers her, but it's like super intimate, super intimate violence. So yeah, uh, there's definitely some of that in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, but I think it's I think uh, I think it's more I think the violence is more intense in in Blood Simple, and because the tense moments in No Country for Old Men are like are like when um, he, he. He's like in the hotel and he's shoving the he's like shoving the the briefcase down there with like mm-hmm. a broom handle and stuff and like yeah. Yeah. it's more like it's yeah the the um I remember one of the reviews I read about No Country for Old Men right after it came out is that No Country for Old Men was basically just a retelling of the Terminator. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you ever hear that? It's no, so I didn't. But that's kind of funny. It's so it it is very very accurate. I think like if you think about it, it is it is very accurate. There's there's this unrelenting bad guy who sort of like lumbers along and can't doesn't like speak English as well as everybody else. You know, there's like mm-hmm. um, he's like he's chasing down this other. You know, I guess in this case it would be like uh, the woman is is Llewellyn. But chasing this mm-hmm. other person down, um, there's a there's a scene in both movies where we like watch them repair themselves, you know, like in a hotel. Because <laughs> so, uh, yeah. remember in Terminator, yeah. he's like digging, like 
he's got to dig his eye socket out or something, and he, we watch oh, that. Oh, yeah. And Anton is, like, cutting himself open in the hotel room. Um, yeah, anyway. it's Somebody was like, oh, I couldn't stand that it was it's funny because somebody was like, Oh, I couldn't stand that movie. It was just it's just the Terminator all over again. And then my response was Yeah, it is, but that's awesome. <laughs> right. Um, totally. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, do uh, my Yeah. Season three, not my favorite. David Doulis was good. Could have used less mm-hmm. of him. Uh yeah. I liked the sheriff. Oh, man, one scene that was painful for me with the sheriff was when she had to explain about her, like, not interacting with all the motion sensor stuff. Yeah. Where she was like, I feel like I'm a ghost. I feel right. like when I, like, oh, God. Uh, yes. Why are you and then that? And then it goes Why away just because. The show? Yeah, and then it goes away just because Detective Lopez or whatever is like, I like you. I think you're great. Let's hug. And then it's that was just too on the nose. It was all too on the nose. Yep. 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 I didn't. Um, It it missed the mark of the the tone of the whole series. Like, that's not something. Right. It's not something that the Cullen brothers would put in. Nope, it's not. Yeah, like when it comes right down to it, I would recommend Fargo season one and season two to anyone. Fargo season three, I would say, eh, you really, you can really skip it. You really don't have to. You can just skip it. Um, yeah, it's it's dishwashing TV for me. That's yeah, what I would say. Yeah, dishwashing that's TV. Like that's, that. that's what I, I mean, that's what I do with a lot of stuff. I want to see it, but I'm just kind of like, it's on, but... It, and I want to see what happens because I'm interested, but, you know, I'm doing other things while I'm watching it. That's kind of the way I am with, yeah. the, with the Americans. Like, I like the Americans, but but I, I don't need to, like, pay super close attention to it. It's like, oh, I have it on my phone. I feel the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I have it on my phone. I know, I kind of have a feeling for each episode. Like, I know... I know that the two of them are either going to, like, the the main characters are either going to argue with each other or reconcile with each other. I know that the blonde FBI guy is going to, you know, either get close to them or go cheat on his wife. And I know that uh, it's, like, I just, I don't, it almost feels like, like those shows that resolve themselves after every episode. You know what I mean? Like, um, it almost feels like a, like a, like a law and order episode to a certain degree. Like, I know yeah. that whatever happens at the end of this episode, it's not necessarily going to resolve itself, but like, I, I kind of get, like, yeah, I know. I, 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 I get it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Man. I might be boiling it down too much. It, it, it's fine, but I just, you know, I'll brush my teeth and watch it on my phone. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I can't. I can't come up with arguments against with what you're saying, but I somehow feel that they are wrong. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I really like that show. Yeah. We really like. Uh, we're really digging The Handmaid's Tale. Um, it's 
I should try it again. It's it's really good, but you're right. It, it's 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 intense because it's one of those dystopian shows where you just realize that you're already living in the dystopia, and it's not that different from where uh, from real life. Oh man, man, have you seen? Yeah, that's have you seen the trailer for the new Guillermo del Toro movie that's coming out? This, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. This looks really good. Yeah, I, it's funny because the guy that plays the fish man in that movie is mm-hmm. the guy that plays, he's the guy that plays Age Sapien in, in the two Hellboy movies. And Age Sapien in the yep. Hellboy movies is a fish man. So, yep. it, it's funny, like, I can't, I, I don't know, there's something about that that is, for me, is like a little, like, I thought you were a little more original than this, Guillermo. Like, like it's almost mm. like he wanted to go make an Abe Sapien movie, but he couldn't call it an Abe Sapien movie. So, well, like, maybe well, he is, though. All right. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It, could be, it could end up being an Abe Sapien movie, couldn't it? Like, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe the, the character does look pretty different from Abe Sapien. It doesn't look it's, the same. It, from what you can tell in the Yeah, if, if it was, like, some sort of Abe Sapien prequel, that character from the comics is way different than what they've shown us in that trailer. Like, like Abe, Abe was... The way Abe became a fish man is he was like um, uh, like a nobleman in the 1800s who was toying around with the occult and like messed up big time and woke up and found himself turned into this fish monster. So I see. Uh yeah, so it, it, anyway, anyway. Any yeah, any final thoughts on uh season 3 Fargo? Uh I don't really. I I just wish that I wish that it had dialed back certain things. Um you know, I wish yeah. it had dialed back Vian Varga's philosophical uh, ramblings. I wish it had dialed back some of the more um, esoteric things that just, I don't know. It, it, you know, if, if you really enjoyed the first two seasons of Fargo, you will probably find things to enjoy in season three, but it just is not going to stick with you. You're just not going to, yeah. you know, you're just not going to remember. It's just not going to stick with you. The same. That's what it feels like for me. I feel like they, if they just eliminated, if they somehow just eliminated the VM Varga and company storyline from that whole series and just have it be like the twins, Nikki Swango and the sheriff. Yeah. Like it, and then it, it's, and then it's, it's that case that it's sort of like, some of these other TV shows where you're rooting for all sides, kind of. Like, yeah. oh, no. I, like, I can see where they're coming from. I can see where they're coming from. Oh, gee, right. what's going to happen? Yep. yep. Yeah. And because in season two, with the crime family, like, some of them were pretty nasty, but you, but you kind of rooted for them a little bit. Like, the oldest brother was that. But yeah. but the but the but the brother with the big bushy beard, you kind of liked him. 
and you kind of didn't want something too bad to happen to him. And you kind of, you kind of liked the mom, you know, and you kind of liked yeah. the, the teenage girl that even though she was kind of, oh, she uh, was, had made some bad she decisions. Was so good. <laughs> yeah. She was so good. She, man, is she's from. And you liked Mike Milligan. From, like Mike Milligan was awesome. You were rooting for him. Oh man, Mike <laughs> Milligan. I, I really liked Mike Milligan. And the, and yeah. the, that actress who played the, the, the blonde daughter, she's from Minnesota. I think she's from St. Paul, I think. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. All right, man. What, let's think real quick. Let, real quick, real quick. We finished watching yeah, yeah, Glow, yeah. and we really liked it. It, it's, I think, yeah. it, I think, I think Glow starts, it takes, it takes a few episodes to hit stride, but it ended up being really sweet. Um, oh, man. And you can I'm, see. I'm so glad you guys liked it, yeah. Yeah, you can see how future seasons will be able to follow other characters more. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. see the way you can see how the show sets itself up for all kinds of episodes about all kinds of different things. Um, Ooh, man. That, and that I'll tell you. One of the, that's, yeah, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have gonna, another point, but you make yours. I was, uh, that's, that's my favorite. Netflix original series, like hands down. I like that. I like what that show achieves so much more than um, uh, Orange Is the New Black. So much more. Like yeah. they just the the storytelling seems tighter. Like I care about the characters more, and it's and yeah. and it's got such a correlation to roller derby too, which is probably why I like it. It's just like yeah, the same kind of vibe. Yep. Oh man. And it was, and it dude, was killing me because I started I started watching that yeah. right when I hurt my back and I couldn't uh, skate anymore. Yeah. Like, oh. Man, I'll yeah. tell you, uh Allison Bree and Mark Marin have tremendous chemistry with each other. Yeah. And yeah. they do. And you can you can hear it even on the podcast. Like when yeah. Alison Brie was on Mark Marin's podcast, she's been on twice because she was on once just as Alison Brie and then she was on again when he was having, you know, episodes about his experience making glow. You can tell that like they are you can you can sense the chemistry between them. And it shows in the show. Like those like the episode where he goes with her to get an abortion, that was so good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. And her, and she, everything in Allison, yeah. I, I just love Alison Bree. She's so good at playing like a, like a, like a heartfelt kind of person. Um, you know, oh, she's man. So good There's, at, uh, it's, it's just brilliant to catch her, for them to take her, that type of person. And make her mm-hmm. the the heel, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Like make yeah. her the villain. And she does so well. I just love scene, her as the the Russian. With the scene where she where she's like gives that other that other woman her shoes, and she's wearing the crappy shoes, and like all, she's just trying so hard for people to like her, and then there's mm-hmm. that like I think after their practice or or whatever rehearsal or whatever. Mark Marin just goes, try not giving a shit. It's really liberating or something. Yeah. Uh, it's so true. Oh, man. Oh, man. She's well, all right. I, I, you know she's married to uh, James Franco's younger brother? I, I Yeah, I learned that on the Internet somehow. 
yeah. I just see it on their Wikipedia page. But she's great. I think that yeah. she, 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 she is, she may be, it's hard to see kind of where her career is going because she's not famous, but she's sort of famous among people who like Pete Prestige television, you know? So she she's could be real kind of on her way. Yeah. Go she's ahead. real popular in, in, uh, she's real popular in nerd circles, that's for sure, because she was on community. And, yep. oh man, she was real, real good on community. She was. So. And she's really good in Mad Men. She's not in Mad Men that much, but like, if you remember at the end of Mad Men, when you, when she decides to take Pete Campbell back, and yeah. that was something really hard to, that was, that was really hard to pull off because Pete Campbell is an asshole. But yet somehow, at least for me, I was kind of okay with them getting back together because both of those actors did such a good job kind of selling that notion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. And I think- Alison Brie maybe kind of on her way to a, kind of a career as a character actress rather than sort of a leading actress, but that's fine. I mean, more they're, – they're, they're really – the fact that there's way more male actors who kind of make a long, steady career as a character actor than there are female actors who do the same thing is a, is a sign of the kind of inherent sexism of casting in Hollywood. Um, and so I, I'm rooting for Alison Brie, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think she I think she she's going to be able to pull it off. And she seems like somebody that um, uh, I don't know how to say it, like this is weird to say. I think she's going to like be able to, she seems like she has enough acting chops to where mm-hmm. like, it's not just like, Oh, look at this, look at this attractive person in their twenties and look at the stuff that they can do. It's right. like, she seems like she has enough acting chops to where she could be like a, like a, a very well formed older actress, you know? And it's such right. that like, actresses age out so like Hollywood is just like no you're in your 40s goodbye yep exactly but exactly but they've given her enough time to do enough stuff to where she could be like keep doing just keep doing this stuff yeah Yeah, man yep well okay did you see a comic blonde okay 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 all right we can we can call it out call it out (laughs) (laughs) all right right. I'll talk to you all right have fun okay Bye. bye